is the Equity Experience Podcast, a space created for every educator or school leader who is authentically pursuing equity and inclusion in their classrooms and schools. I'm your host, Dr. Carla Manning, and I welcome you. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Equity Experience Podcast, where I am your host, Dr. Carla Manning. Welcome to the show, and I'm glad that you're here on today. For today's topic, I want to talk about removing fear when working with Black and Latino students. I'm going to speak right to this particular topic. So let me give some background story. When I started my teaching career, or before I started, I did not know what I wanted to major in. I was majoring in all sorts of things. And I had taken an English course and really grew to have a good relationship with this professor. And I shared with her one day what I wanted to major in. I said, you know, but I'm thinking about majoring in English. And she says, okay, well, what do you want to do with your English degree? And I said, I don't know. I thought about journalism. I thought about becoming a published author, but I really did not know what I would do with an English degree. So she says, why don't you take up some education courses and become an English teacher? And I said, what? (laughs) You know, the thought and the idea of me being a teacher was something that I had not thought about before. And she says, oh, Carla, you know, you'll make a great teacher. You're from Chicago. You could go back to Chicago and teach. You know, you could really leave a serious impact on the students there. You know, you could really be a great teacher. And immediately when she said that, the image of Lean on Me came to mind. And if you have not seen the film Lean on Me, where Morgan Freeman portrays this inspirational principle, I thought he was inspirational, at a school in New Jersey, Joe Clark, the image that comes to mind comes from that movie where the students are just utter chaos in the classroom. The students are all over the walls, just doing whatever and really running the school the way that they want to run it. That was the image that came to my mind when my professor suggested that I become an English teacher. And that image frightened me. Then the idea of becoming a teacher also frightened me because I was just really bought into and really socialized into this very stereotypical way of thinking about students in inner city areas. And let me be clear here, I'm a Black woman, and I was also very much influenced by this way of thinking. So, you know, the racial background of an educator and how they make sense of stereotypes and conceive stereotypes really doesn't matter. The thing here that I want to speak about, though, is how can we remove these fears of teaching Black and Latino students? A lot of educators come into the classroom space with a lot of fears with a lot of anxieties, a lot of questions and worries and doubts, and all of these negative, limited, pessimistic ways of thinking about students, families, communities, teaching, learning, education, all of that. So how can we remove these fears? The first thing that I would say is that, one, we need to acknowledge that these fears exist. We need to acknowledge that we have fears and insecurities and anxieties and doubts about fill in the blank. Okay, because we all have different fears. That is part of what makes us human is our ability to sense anxiety. Now, a fear can also be looked at as a perception. Okay, you know, I'm thinking about Will Smith and a lot of his inspirational talks. He talks about how fear is an illusion and how what we may perceive as a fear may not really be a fear in itself. So that is also an element to take into consideration is that we have to ask ourselves, is what we think of as a fear, is that really a fear? Is this something that can potentially really harm us? Whatever it is that we're afraid of, can we really 
be harmed by fill in the blank. Okay, so that's one thing we need to work through, resolve and analyze these so-called fears that we are holding on to. That's the first step into removing these fears about working with Black and Latino students is to acknowledge and eventually resolve and overcome these fears. The second thing I would say, though, and one of the things that was successful with me in letting go of these fears is to really focus on the business of teaching. And when I say the business of teaching, I mean, why are we here doing what we are doing? Why are we in this classroom teaching the students? For me, my calling was really to come from a place of inspiration and motivation, you know, just to be honest with you. I was very much excited about the idea of teaching Black and Latino students in Chicago. It it really excited me. And even more so than excitement, I was also very much humbled. I was humbled by the idea that I could be in a position, just with someone listening to what I'm saying, that I could be in a position to inspire or motivate another person. That idea really excited me in itself. And so I took that into my teaching when it was time for me to step inside the classroom, you know, and I remember the very first day that I was teaching, um, you know, I, I still remember that day. And and I remember feeling so courageous that here I was really following through on my dream and what I wanted to do at that time. And so, you know, that's the second step that I would say that we can think about in removing these fears is to think about your why of teaching. But then to also imagine and really believe the idea that you are really there to potentially inspire and transform another individual and then to take that sort of calling seriously and not to downplay or minimize the power of an inspirational teacher. You know, all of us have had teachers, hopefully we've had multiple teachers who have inspired us, who have motivated us, who have transformed our way of thinking. And because of the way that that teacher taught, we are now better people. So as educators, we want to think about how can we transfer that same inspiration and motivation onto another individual. So that's the second thing I would say that we can do to remove these fears is to teach from a place of inspiration, of authenticity, and of motivation and transformation and empowerment. Okay. A third thing I would say that teachers can do, a practice that teachers can embrace to remove these fears, is to begin to think about how can we develop authentic relationships with our students, okay? How can we develop these relationships with our students? And relationships, that's key. I remember when I was student teaching, I had an opportunity to have a conversation with the principal of the high school, and that was one of the things that he shared with me. And that was something, ironically, that Not one professor in any of the education courses that I took taught about the importance of building rapport and building relationships with students. None of my textbooks in the teacher training program, the teacher prep program that I was in talked about it. None of the professors talked about it. There were no conversations around how can we build authentic relationships with our students? None. Nobody were talking about that. So when this principal shared that with me at that time, that was mind blowing. And I had never really heard about that. You know, maybe a professor here or there may have talked about it, but for some reason, I don't know, it didn't stick. When this principal shared it with me, because it was more in a real world context, it really stuck with me. You know, I still believe in that idea of building transformative, authentic relationships with our students. And I also want to talk about relationships from this angle. When we think about race and we think about if you know, a teacher is a white teacher and the students are black. Let's just stay with that dynamic, okay? White teachers and black students, all right? 
we know that by the time students reach middle school, definitely by high school, we know that many Black students have had some sort of interactions or encounters with white people, particularly white men, that have not always been positive. Many Black students have had interactions with white men who were either police officers, who were judges, who were lawyers, who were social workers, who were trying to break up a family. Okay, so many students may have had interactions with white people, particularly white men, that were not always positive and that were destructive in nature or violent in nature or that left some sort of resentment and bitterness on behalf of the student, okay? We need to be real and understanding the sort of trauma that Black students have had with white people over the course of their adolescent years. So as a teacher, when you're standing in front of a classroom of Black students, and some of these Black students have had these violent and traumatic interactions with white people, how do you think they're going to perceive you as a white teacher, particularly if you are a white male teacher? Even if you're a white female, the gender is not always significant, okay? But let's just think about these racial interactions that Black students may have had. So I say that to say, when that is the case, you're a white teacher teaching Black students, we have to think about, from the student's perspective, they may not have a reason to trust you as a white teacher, And as a white teacher, if you have not demonstrated to your students that you are trustworthy and that you should be trusted, well, then why should the student trust you? Why should the student say, I need to have an authentic and transformative relationship with this teacher? Why should that student say that or believe that? So if that's the case, the responsibility is then on the teacher to really initiate and create a trusting bond and a trusting relationship with your students. It is really up to you as a teacher, okay? And if you are a principal, perhaps, who is listening, we need to think about then from a leadership standpoint, how can we develop these capacities? How can we strengthen these capacities within our teachers so that the teachers can create these trusting and authentic relationships with their students, Okay, so relationships is key. And I would say that one element, you know, to say, okay, how can I begin to develop these relationships with the students? Where do I start? One area of starting is developing trust, getting the students to trust you as a human being, as a teacher and as a white teacher, allowing your students to trust you allowing your students to see your vulnerabilities as a teacher and so that they can know that you are also human and that you also make mistakes and you also have feelings and thoughts similar to what they have, okay? Allow the students to see your vulnerabilities as a human being. That is a strong way to build a relationship, not just with a student really, but with anyone. Allow another person to see your own humanity, okay? So relationships is huge. It's key. It's big time. You know, a few years ago, I did a documentary and perhaps I'll do a podcast episode about my documentary, but I did a documentary around Black students and the representation of Black students in the media. And the name of the documentary was called Black Lights. It's a trailer on YouTube. I'll put the trailer in the show notes. But in filming this documentary, one of the things that I did was just I wanted to have conversations with students around their experiences with teachers and with schools. I just wanted to get just sort of a general basic understanding in an informal way. So I would go up to some of the students at the school that I was teaching in at the time, 
And I would say, what has your experience been like as a student? What do you like about school? What do you like about your teachers? And I would just ask this question to students, really, whenever I came across students at the school, you know, when I was maybe taking my nephew to the barbershop or something like that, when I came across some young people at the bus stop or at a restaurant, you know, wherever I was, I would just go up to students. And many times, almost always, students will have the same response. And I found this very interesting. And students will say that they loved school, they loved learning, they enjoyed the subjects, but that they did not have a good relationship with their teacher. That was a consistent theme in many students' responses about why they did not like school. They may have said, oh, actually, I do like school or I do like reading or, you know, I do like my science and chemistry class, but I cannot stand my chemistry teacher. I cannot stand my language arts teacher. Or when I was in third grade, my third grade teacher hated me. That was very consistent. And it was almost always for the same reasons. And students would say that they felt that their teachers did not like them, that their teachers did not respect them. Their teachers could not even pronounce their names. That's another conversation that needs to be had. You know, these very sort of personal and even cultural reasons that were loaded in why teachers or why students did not have good relationships with teachers and why teachers did not have good relationships with students. A lot of it was almost personal. And at least that's the way that some students took it. So coming back to this and trying to understand all of this, we need to think as a teacher, how do I relate to my students? How do I relate to them? Do I relate to my students in an aggressive, authoritative, disciplinarian sort of, you know, personality? Or do I relate to them in a welcoming, inclusive, personable personality? Okay. How do I relate to my students? And that is an ongoing work. You know, that is an ongoing process, an ongoing journey, but it is a very necessary one. Okay. So these are my thoughts on how we can remove fear with Black and Latino students, okay? So just to summarize it, all of this is from the head. I didn't write anything down. The first thing that we can do is to identify these fears, right? Identify the fears, work through the fears, and figure out a way to resolve these fears, even if that resolution is a spiritual transformative resolution, okay? So that's the first thing that we can do to remove these fears, identify them and remove them. The next thing that we can think about with removing fears is to think about how can we build these authentic relationships with students and how can we get our students to trust us, okay? So we have a lot of work to do and we want to think about as educators, how can we remove these fears so that these fears don't stop transformative teaching from taking place and that our fears don't create barriers that eventually lead to more educational inequities that leads to more disparities and that leads to more disproportionalities. And that is really sort of the larger context of this conversation, right? We want to think about what are the long-lasting impacts and consequences of these fears? How do these fears materialize into tangible things, into realistic phenomena for our students? And these fears very much manifest into different practices and policies that result in disparities, that result in disproportionalities, that result in suspensions, special education referrals that are not necessarily special educated related, okay? So the removal of fears and working through fears of 
black students and particularly also gender, you know, and I didn't really throw in the gender aspect, but very much so when we're talking about black male students and Latino male students and also black female and Latino female students. Okay. These are also all sort of gender identities that need to be taken in consideration around fears and anxieties. Okay. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Equity Experience Podcast. I hope that this conversation can advance your thinking. I really do. And feel free to keep the conversation going. If you want to hop on a discovery call to talk about sort of how can you remove these fears, feel free to email me, Carla at equityleadershipgroup.com, Carla at equityleadershipgroup.com, and that is Carla with a K. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. It has really been a pleasure to share my thoughts with you. Stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you. Take care. Be well and be blessed.